Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Effective Altruism Forum Weekly Podcast. My name is Colin Snell. As always, at the offset, we'd like to thank Zoe Williams of Rethink Priorities for writing these wonderful summaries, uh, and also thank you to Type 3 Audio for uploading them to the RSS feed, and thank you to Rethink Priorities for the general support. Without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump into our quick weekly summaries for the weeks of February 6th through the 19th. Our first article in the Object Level Interventions and Reviews section this week is called H5N1, Thread for Information Sharing, Planning, and Action by Malthus KB. The author thinks H5N1 has a non-zero chance of costing more than 10,000 lives, though unlikely to be anywhere near the size of COVID. Prediction markets like Metaculus and Manifold give an around 8% chance it will be declared as a public health emergency of international concern by 2024. They, they suggest we start thinking about how to be helpful if, if the probability increases and create this post for discussion on actionable steps, such as funding those with pre-existing vaccines to scale up production. The next article we have comes from the Animal Welfare section by Solius, and it's called Why I No Longer Prioritize animal, Wild Animal Welfare. After involvement in, in Wild Animal Welfare, or WAW, for multiple years, the author no longer prioritizes this cause for three main reasons. The first is wild animal welfare interventions we've already identified seem less cost-effective than farmed animal interventions, and the author thinks this is around 20% likely to change in the next decade. The second reason for hesitancy is influencing governments to do wild animal welfare work seems similarly speculative to other long-termist work. This means it requires governments to show scope sensitivity and care for small animals and to understand ecosystem effects. The author notes, though, that although being speculative in nature to other long-termist work, it is far less important in their consideration. The third reason is, in the long term, wild animal welfare seems important, but not nearly as important as preventing X-risks or improving the future for potentially larger populations like digital mines. The author acknowledges large uncertainties, the author still believes that wild animal welfare deserves funding, research, and movement-building work at a level similar to now, and all supports exploration into it. The next animal welfare post we have is called Six Months in Six Minutes by Zoe Williams. This is a short summary of the past six months of discussion on animal welfare on the EA and Less Wrong forums uh, in a quite meta turn of events. Uh, this is actually something that we'll most likely be covering on the podcast uh, pretty soon here. Uh, thank you so much to Zoe for summarizing all of her summaries uh, because there's been so much, so much stuff on animal welfare in the last six months. Moving on to the Global Health and Development article section for the week, we have Shallow Investigation, Loneliness. By M. Loneliness is common, particularly later in life, and it impacts many health and economic domains. A meta-analysis including data from 113 countries found that severe or very frequent loneliness runs at rates of around 3% to 32% of the population and does seem pretty variable dependent on age and location. In the UK, the health burden of loneliness is estimated as ranging somewhere between 340 million and 1.56 billion pounds. Productivity burdens are estimated at around 2.5 billion, and well-bees lost are around 8.58 to 16.77 million. 
Current interventions are costly and have really mixed effectiveness. There's a strong lack of data, particularly in LMICs, and funding awareness campaigns and relevant NGOs and charities are present and increasing in high-income countries and are tackling loneliness or at least attempting to solve uh, the problems of, of you know, a lack of highly effective data-driven interventions. However, it's still more neglected as an area than LMICs. Moving on to the opportunity section for this week, we have CE announcing our 2023 charity ideas, Apply Now, by Steve Thompson and CE. Apply by March 12th for the Charity Entrepreneurship's July through August incubation program. The top five charity ideas for launch include the following. First, an organization working to prevent the growth of antimicrobacterial resistance. Second, an advocacy organization looking to restrict potentially harmful dual-use research. Third, a charity tackling congenital syphilis at scale. Four, an organization distributing treatments to life-threatening diarrhea. And five, a charity building healthcare capacity to provide kangaroo care to avert newborn deaths. You can see the post for more detail on each of the organizations. And applications are also open for the February through March 2024 program, which will focus on farmed animals and global health and development mass media interventions. Moving on to the rationality, productivity, and life advice section we have for the week. The first is don't over update on others' failures by Lincoln Q. Failures can be executive related as well as idea related. So you shouldn't update too heavily on someone's failing at an approach or cause area similar to one you're focused on. This is particularly true if you have a unique angle or intervention not covered by the sources deprioritizing a cause area. Community and media is the next section for the week. So the first is an announcement by Lizka uh, that the structure of the forum is changing a little bit. They're moving the community discussion related posts to a separate tab entirely, which is just a test that they're running. Uh, Clifford and Lizka wrote a post on this, uh, as well as Shrang Pedek. Uh, So the author's TLDR is this. We're kicking off a test where community posts don't go on the front page with the other posts, but have their own section below the fold. We're also closing subforums and focusing on proving, quote, core topic, unquote, pages to let people go deeper on a specific subfield, subfields within EA, or in EA, that is. The next article is called Plans for Investigating and Improving the Experience of Women, Non-Binary, and Trans People in EA by Catherine Lowe, Anub Huti Oak, and Lucas Grabolski. The post, the post authors are in the early stages of a really important project to better understand the experiences of women and minorities in effective altruism. They are currently gathering and analyzing existing data, talking to others in the space, and planning their next steps. If you have any data you'd like to share or are running a related project and would like to coordinate or work together, please get in touch with, with them at A-N-U-B-H-U-T-I dot oak, that's O-A-K, at centerforeffectivealtruism.org. The next article is called Transitioning to an Advisor, Advisory Role by Max Dalton. Max Dalton is resigning as CEA's Executive Director and transitioning to an advisory role. The role has changed substantially since November, and while happy with all CEA has achieved in the past four years, they found it increasingly stressful and a worse personal fit overall. Massive Earthquake in Turkey Comments on the Situation from the EA Community in Turkey by EA slash A Shared. 
two earthquakes of magnitude 7.8 and 7.7 occurred in Turkey last week, with at least 30,000 lives lost and more than 80,000 people wounded. For those interested in donating, the EA community in Turkey shares several suggestions, including the Turkish Philanthropy Funds, AHBAP, and the Turkey Mosaic Foundation. They're also available to talk to anyone affected by the earthquakes at bilgi at eaturkey.org. That is B-I-L-G-I at eaturkey.org. EA weirdness makes it unusually susceptible to bad behavior by outside view is the next article. The author argues that effective altruism's high tolerance for weirdness comes with benefits. You need weirdness to generate new ideas and insights, but also comes brings with it, I should say, an increased risk of creepy and inappropriate behavior. They suggest being marginally less accepting of weirdness overall, less universal in assumptions of good faith, and much less accepting of any intersection between romance and office slash network. Should EVF consider appointing new board members by Burner Act with two C's is the next article. This article asks whether EVF should appoint new board members, considering two current members, that is Will McCaskill and Nick Beckstead, had significant enough ties to FTX to be recused from EVF FTX-related decision-making. Two other board members are either funders or employees of EVF projects, and all current members are European or American. No injuries reported by Julian Hazel. After 10,000 chickens were killed in a fire a few weeks ago, an, arc, an article noted that, quote, no injuries reported in the fire, showing a complete disregard for the animal welfare. This post is a link post for the author's short story inspired by the situation. The next article we have is from Aaron Gertler, and it's called No Silver Bullet Solutions for the Werewolf Crisis. This is a link post for a short story by Lars Doucette, which explores the idea that we often reject silver bullet solutions without giving them a fair chance or analysis. The next article is called A Personal Reflection on Sam Bankman Freed by Soros. It's S-O-8-R-E-S. The author shares a personal account of their direct and indirect interactions with SPF. They originally wrote it in mid-November and intend to post it publicly, but realized many observations were secondhand and shared in confidence, and they're now posting it with some of the details blurred out after prompting from a coworker. The author's TLDR is, quote, My first-hand interactions with Sam were largely pleasant. Multiple of my friends had bad experiences with him, though. Some of them gave me warnings. In one case, a friend warned me about Sam and I foolishly misunderstood the friends as arguing that Sam was pursuing ill ends and weighed their evidence against other evidence that Sam was pursuing good ends and wound up uncertain. This was an error of reasoning. I had some impression that Sam had altruistic intent and I had some secondhand reports that he was mean and untrustworthy in his pursuits. Instead of assembling this evidence to try to form a unified picture of the truth, I pitted my evidence against itself and settled on some middle ground I'm not sure if he is a force for good or ill. And even if I hadn't made this error, I don't think I would have been able to change much, though I might have been able to change a little. End quote. The next article is called People Will Sometimes Just Lie About You by Ella Ella. 
The author is mini-famous and has been shocked by how often people write incorrect or just warped narratives about them. Before getting famous, they assumed this wouldn't be the case if they were consistently kind, good, and charitable, but they found that that just doesn't hold at scale. They give specific examples from their own experience as well as discussing trends and motivations for why and when this can happen. The next article is called Polyamory and Dating in the EA Community by VA. This discusses the current state of polyamory and effective altruism, as well as resources for learning more and suggestions for mitigating risks if you are poly. Some of the key points of the article include polyamory and EA is the most frequent in the Bay Area with smaller pockets in London and Oxford, less common in continental Europe and quite rare in the global South communities. The author believes it's likely not the right choice for at least at least 60% of people from their estimates. The author also recognizes that excluding people from your your and your partner's dating pools who you may or uh, may in the future do work with is a common and extremely useful practice. The author also suggests that you don't discuss relationship structures at professional or EA community events unless the event is explicitly about a related topic and the conversational and the conversation often. The author also suggests that when these conversations do happen, tackle them with nuance and without implying that most EAs are poly or that EAs are rational, uh, rationalists or any specific person should be poly. The author also notes if you're in a place where it's active, using reciprocity.io, which is opt-in, can help avoid issues around unintentionally pressuring others. The next article is by Jeff Kaufman and it's called Make Conflict of Interest Policies Public. It's reasonably common for nonprofits to publish their conflict of interest, COI, policies. The authors suggest more EA organizations publicly share these, so concerned EAs can see what's already in place. Other organizations can reference them to help form their own policies, and people worried about specific situations can see what policy should have been followed instead. Moving on to some of the articles that are special mentions for this week, we have Hardening Pharmaceutical Response to Pandemics, Concrete Projects, Seeks Project Lead by Joel Becker, Paul B., and C. Lowe. Governments expand significant resources to protect command and control, military response, and other capabilities against major threats. The authors have the beginning of a plan to do the same for pharmaceutical response capability and are looking for a collaborator to help drive it forward. Another honorable mention is Scalable Long-Termist Project Speedrun Series, an introduction by Bull L. A series of posts on many research projects conducted by Re- Rethink Priorities in the fall of 2022 involving initial scoping and evaluation of ideas for scalable long-termist projects. These include speedruns on developing an affordable super PPE creating AI alignment prizes and demonstrating the ability to rapidly scale food production in the case of a nuclear winter. Rethink Priorities is inviting expressions of interest for co-leading a long-termist project organization incubator, announced by Jam Kaparun and Rethink Priorities. Rethink Priorities is considering creating a long-termist incubator program and is accepting expressions of interest for a project lead slash co-lead to run the project if it's launched. While there's currently no deadline, applications by the 28th of February are appreciated to help inform planning efforts. And lastly, we have update from the EA Good Governance Project by Graydon. Since the launch four months ago, the EA Good Governance Project has 
done two major things. Created a trustee directory with 60 individuals and a wide variety of skills. 28 organizations have also signed up for the directory. They've also developed guidance on a variety of governance topics, including a template for conducting a board assessment. Well, that's what we have for this week, guys. Uh, this is much closer to the length of podcasts that we are aiming to make going forward for the EA Forum Weekly. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. Thank you once again to Zoe Williams, Rethink Priorities, and Type 3 Audio. Uh, my name is once again, Colin Snell. And as always, remember to stay engaged in things that fill you with a sense of purpose and keep cultivating that sense of purpose because meaning motivates. And I will see you guys next week.